We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode 921 of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can always follow me on Twitter at NFL. Have a great show lined up for you today. I actually have an interview with former Jets general manager, Mike Tenenbaum, which I'm going to uh, get to you guys in just a second that I'm really excited about. So uh, stick around for that. Before I get to that, just wanted to talk a little bit about Saturday's big trade between the LA Rams and the Detroit Lions, since certainly this affects the Packers and since they play the Detroit Lions two times a year. Of course, Matthew Stafford is going to be heading to the LA Rams in exchange for two first round picks, including one in 2022, one in 2023, a third round pick this year in 2021, and quarterback Jared Goff. So those are the terms of the deal. It, of course, cannot be completed until the start of the next league year in March. It'll be a pending trade up until that point, but that trade does, in fact, get completed on Saturday. And of course, this has a ripple effect in the NFC North. First of all, you know, if you're the Detroit Lions, you know, you're moving on from Matthew Stafford, who's been really the face of your franchise and your franchise quarterback for, was it, probably close to a decade at this point. 
And, uh, you know, he's certainly been a consummate professional. He's been so great for that Lions organization. Haven't had a ton of success, unfortunately, uh, but he now gets an opportunity to go and compete with one of the better teams in the NFC and the LA Rams. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, you know, you know, that Rams game wasn't exactly easy with Jared Goff at quarterback. And now Matthew Stafford's coming in. I'm sure there's going to be some changes for the Rams, but this is, you know, I'll start from a Rams standpoint. They're basically opening about a two-year window, right? They're giving up, um, you know, their third round pick this year, two first rounders, both next year and the following year. They're trying to get a two to three year window with Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Andrew Whitworth still at tackle, Cam Akers still cheap at running back, Cooper Cup. Like they're trying to open that window and make it so that they can try to win a Super Bowl during that time frame. And, uh, you know, hopefully get Sean McVay in that organization, especially Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, those guys, a Super Bowl ring. And I, th- I think it makes some sense. And I don't know that you look at this Rams team and say, well, you know, without those first round picks, they're not going to be able to build their core. They have their core intact. All the guys that I just mentioned, John Johnson at safety, you, you know, th- this is a good team, including a, a pretty darn good offensive line as well. So th- they don't need a ton. Th- their core is pretty set, but there will come a time where, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey aren't getting any younger. Matthew Stafford starts to decline a little bit, you know, and they don't have these first round picks. I mean, it's going to be like, what, like an eight year period where they don't have a first round pick, which is just crazy. So they're going to have to be near flawless in the middle rounds of the draft. They're going to have to be creative with how they put their roster together. But overall, I like this move for the Rams. I don't love it, uh, but I definitely think it makes them better in the here and now. And I think when you look at it, you know, it's always tough to give up multiple first round picks. And of course, a third round pick as well. I don't think they're obviously too concerned about giving up a third round pick. Honestly, I think giving up a third round pick, you know, just to kind of get Jared Goff and go in a different direction might be worth it there alone. And then you look at those two first round picks. If you are successful these next two years with Matthew Stafford at your quarterback, you know, those might be picks, you know, probably 26, 27, 28, maybe later. If they win a Super Bowl, of course, 32. So so they're taking a run at it. And I can certainly respect that. And we all know how important the quarterback position is. So good for them. They get one of the top available guys. Who knows if Deshaun Watson is available or not, but if he is, Deshaun Watson's probably 1A and then Matthew Stafford's probably in the next group after that. So it certainly makes the Rams tougher. Uh, let's let's look at this from a Lions standpoint, and then I'll look at it from a Packers standpoint. So from a Lions standpoint, I, I feel like you have to be slightly disappointed, right? So you're going to trade your franchise quarterback that has seemingly a lot of interest from around the league, and you weren't able to even get a first round pick in this year's draft. So you get a third rounder this year, and then two future first rounders. And on the surface, getting a quarterback that can kind of be a placeholder right now in Jared Goff while you transition with two first round picks and a third round pick, that seems like fair value. But as I just mentioned, the the quarterback that you just traded to the Rams likely makes them better. And this was already a darn good Rams football team. So again, you're looking at maybe, you know, pick 27, 28 or above over the course of the next two seasons. That That's not a great return on investment. And it certainly doesn't help you if you're trying to get your long-term franchise quarterback. Now, the Lions might be bad and maybe they pick a quarterback up now this year and Jared Goff should not uh, stop them from doing so. So maybe that's not as big of a deal. But I do wonder if they would have maybe just been better off trying to get 
you, you know, maybe a first and a third this year at that first pick could have been somewhere in the top 15. And, and maybe that deal wasn't available, right? But uh, overall, I think if I'm a Lions fan, I'm thinking, you know what? I, I don't even guarantee, you know, get a guaranteed top 20 pick uh, out of Matthew Stafford. That that seems that seems less than ideal. And I know, again, when you put the, the total package together, you know, you get two first rounders and a third, but you have to wonder just how good those first round picks are going to be and then you're, of course, the Detroit Lions, which doesn't have great success with that type of selection anyway, but that's another story for another day. So I don't love this this trade for either team. I like it better for the Rams than I do for the Lions. It certainly gives Lions the, the Lions a new start. They knew they were going to move on from, uh, from uh, Matthew Stafford anyway. So uh, I, I see the direction that they're going in. And certainly it's a long-term play for, for Detroit. And, and maybe the Rams struggle, right? That's an NFC West that should be really good with the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals for the next few years. And, you know, if Stafford gets hurt or declines or, you know, they have some issues, you know, maybe all of a sudden one of those turns into a top 15, top 10 pick. And, and, you know, it's not unheard of that that team could finish fourth in a really tough division, at least how it looks on paper right now over the course of the next couple seasons. So like a little bit better for the Rams. Don't hate it for either team. Don't love it for either team. And as far as the Packers go, well, first of all, let's just hope that the Bears can get that deal done with Mitch Trubisky because if your division is Jared Goff for two games, Kirk Cousins for two games, and Mitch Trubisky for two games, that is a darn good thing. If you're, uh, you know, if you're looking for a defensive coordinator, which Green Bay happens to be, that's a pretty decent selling point that six of your games will be against Trubisky, Cousins, and Jared Goff. As I mentioned, I don't think this is going to eliminate the Lions from taking a first-round quarterback this year if they have one there that they like. Jared Goff is simply, you know, probably even a one-year placeholder for the Lions, and he's kind of also a little bit of a lottery ticket. Now, probably not much, right? Because if he didn't succeed in Sean McVay's offense, the odds that he goes somewhere else and tears it up is probably pretty darn slim. But, you know, maybe he gets a change of scenery and uh, maybe he performs better in a different spot. We've certainly seen that with quarterbacks in the past. So I don't expect that to be the case, but we'll see what happens. But for Green Bay, at least in the interim, in the division, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world to have, you know, not great quarterbacks in your division. And if it's Cousins and either Trubisky or Foles, and who knows what the Bears do at quarterback, Um, But then Jared Goff, that's, you got to love that if you're the Packers. If you have Aaron Rodgers and the other three quarterbacks list something like that, you better win that division for the foreseeable future uh, because you have a huge advantage at the quarterback position. On the flip side for Green Bay, of course, it makes the Rams much better. It gives a, a, a... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
much tougher opponent overall in the NFC. Detroit was already bad, right? They're already one of the, you know, the kind of the bottom feeders in the NFC. You're not worried about Detroit. You're hoping that you win those two games almost no matter what, whether Matthew Stafford's there or not. Again, it's nice to have an easier schedule and division, but ultimately uh, this makes the Rams a lot tougher. And if you want to get to the Super Bowl or, you know, you know, perform well, you're going to have to be good against the best teams in the NFC. And it certainly seems like for the next couple of years, the Rams are going to be exactly that. So interesting deal, interesting decision on both sides. It'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on it and see how it plays out over the course of the next two to three seasons. But um, nice deal for LA getting their quarterback in Matthew Stafford. All right, that was my only other noteworthy piece of news. Uh, up next is my interview with Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the New York Jets, who actually made that trade for Brett Favre. So without further ado, here's my interview with Mike Tannenbaum. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. Joining me now is the one and only Mike Tannenbaum. He previously worked for the Browns, Saints, Jets, and Dolphins, including as a general manager for the Jets and the executive vice president for the Miami Dolphins. He's currently an NFL front office insider for ESPN and recently launched the 33rd Team, a football think tank forming in-depth analysis uh, all around the NFL. You can follow Mike at Real Tannenbaum on Twitter. You can also follow the 33rd Team at the 33rd Team FB. Mike, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day today to join me and talk some Packers, including uh, your kind of view as a former GM on what Green Bay needs to do moving forward. Great, great to be with you and looking forward to it. Yeah, I appreciate it. So this was obviously another very disappointing uh, loss in the postseason for the Packers, something that Packer fans have become a little bit accustomed to their fourth NFC championship loss in seven years. Before we kind of get to maybe some of the negatives, how do you look back at this season for Green Bay and kind of moving forward? Are these things that can have a hangover effect as Green Bay tries to kind of kick things off next year in 2021? I don't think so. There was a lot of good things. You know, I thought guys like Robert Tanyan and Valdez Scantling and Lazard, when he was healthy, developed, got better. A.J. Dillon got better. You know, it's, it's remarkable what they were able to accomplish for most of the year with literally like nothing from their first three draft choices. So um, a lot of good young players were developed. And, you know, in theory, those draft choices will hopefully develop for them in the future. Yeah, I kind of see that the same as, as the same way. I, I think there's a lot of youth and development still on this team going forward. Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage can still take steps on the defensive side of the ball. A guy like Kingsley Kiki, um, as you mentioned, some of those guys, MVS, Alan Lazard, Bobby Tunyon, those guys all stepped up. I think there's still a really good core to this team moving forward. 
Of course, Mike, the the narrative that kind of drove this entire week was Aaron Rodgers' future. Of course, he had the comment after the game that maybe his uh, future was in question as well. Uh, Mark Murphy, the Packers president, came out and said, we're not idiots. He's going to be back next year. Aaron Rodgers kind of seemed to poo-poo the idea as well on the Pat McAfee show. But how do you see Aaron Rodgers' future moving forward? Obviously, this is a delicate subject with the Packers kind of, you know, ba- you know getting Jordan Love and kind of putting themselves kind of in this situation yeah i would expect him back um you know with that said you know we're seeing like uh, a new age of player empowerment obviously what's going on with sean watson in houston matt stafford in detroit and um you know it seems like uh aaron Rodgers trying to take the temperature down a little bit um which is good for the packers but with that said i think lesson learned from all front offices like you really want to proactively make sure you're dealing with anything from a player perspective. And I think you could, uh, you know, try to get on the front end of these things, be great listeners and solve problems before they ever get to the surface. Yeah. I think that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, looking back at that 2020 draft, they obviously selected Jordan Love. What, what was your reaction to that selection at the time? Kind of putting your, your general manager hat back on and, and kind of looking at it. I looked at it at the time as it's it's really difficult to envision a win-win scenario where everything plays out perfectly. Of course, Green Bay's been through this before with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and that certainly turned out pretty darn well. But there was certainly a time period where that divorce was very messy. Things could have been a lot worse. Did you agree with the the pick at the time? Obviously, the evaluation of the player and how he ends up is going to play a huge part in this. But with, with where Aaron Rodgers was at in his career, did you agree with the pick and, and how would you have handled that situation? Yeah, and ironically, I was the uh, general manager who traded for Brett Favre when the divorce went down between Favre and Rogers when Correct. I was with the, um, dealing with uh, John Schneider and the late great uh, Ted Thompson. Um, you know, look, it, it certainly made sense when you say like you want to win for today, develop for tomorrow. Um, I thought what was somewhat inconsistent was they recently extended Aaron Rodgers, and then to add Jordan Love um, when you had so many other really needs from either a skilled player, an offensive lineman. Um, or pressure playing your front seven. Um, I thought Jordan Love played much better the year before than his senior at Utah State. I had some questions about his accuracy, um, and we'll see if that gets better. But I thought there were other quarterbacks that could have been available later on. So from an efficiency standpoint, um, I understood long-term what they were trying to accomplish. I just thought in the first round for them, given the length of Rodgers' contract, I thought there was better ways for them to uh, allocate that pick. It's a really interesting thought process. And I think that's been a lot of the commentary on Green Bay's draft is you can like the players, whether it's Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, Josiah DeGuara, the efficiency of the draft and how they kind of went about going, you know, went about drafting each player using a first round choice on a a quarterback and really a first and a fourth round pick because they moved up to get a quarterback when you have Aaron Rodgers in in his prime and, and frankly, a player in Tim Boyle that it sounds like they're very comfortable with as a backup quarterback. And then, you know, using a a second round selection on a more of like a power halfback, a third round selection on an H back. It's not necessarily that, you know, anyone was saying these are terrible players. It was just kind of the efficiency of the selections and using each selection to its best possible value. I think there was some question there as to whether or not Ted or uh, Brian Gutekunst, excuse me, could have done a little bit better. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's just all about your allocations and what's, you know, the best way to use it, you know, and, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, to his credit, 
you know, they still got to the NFC Championship game. And we'll see, you know, the best thing for Jordan Love is literally, when I was at the Jets in particular, we always wanted to have a great player in every room, Jason Taylor, Brett Favre, LaDane Thompson, whatever it was. But, you know, Jordan Love literally should know, like, what is Aaron Rodgers doing his off day? Like, when does he do yoga? When does he do Pilates? When is he in the hot tub? How does he take notes? Uh, nutrition, you know, that should serve Jordan Love for the next 15 years of his career. It's a great point. There's literally, you know, very few situations that Jordan Love could have gone to that would have been better for his development. They've got an offensive minded head coach that runs a quarterback friendly system. You get to learn behind Aaron Rodgers in a season where there's a pandemic and you don't get a preseason. You basically get an entire red shirt season to kind of pick up on some of that stuff, work on your footwork, work on your arm. And he certainly will have uh, had that this past year and hopefully can come out in 2022. And hopefully if there is a preseason look stronger for what he was able to learn in 2021. So Mike, again, keeping your GM hat on here, what do you do moving forward? If you're green Bay, a lot of this is going to be predicated upon how Jordan love looks moving forward and how, and frankly, how Aaron Rodgers continues to play moving forward. He's coming off probably an MVP season. And uh, we don't know much about Jordan love other than he was, you know, he couldn't beat out Tim Boyle for the backup position in 2021. A lot of the, the pandemic and no preseason, no rookie mini camps, OTAs probably played some part in that as well. But how do you move forward if you're green Bay at that position? Yeah, I think if I'm green Bay, I learned a lot from the Houston situation and first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, is, hey, Aaron Rodgers, like, what's going to make you happy and fulfilled? You're going to retire a Packer. And even though he's getting up to his late 30s, you know, look at Tom Brady. I mean, he should play for another three or four years. Then you want to make sure he does that as a Packer. And, you know, Jordan Love, like all those rookies, Tua Tangaloa, Justin Herbert, um, Joe Burrow, this is an important offseason. This is the first time they'll have an offseason, obviously, depending on where we are with the pandemic. But, um, you know, he, he needs to um, – take advantage of every resource possible to improve. No, I think, I think that's spot on. So as you've kind of taken a look at what Brian Gutekunst has done over the past three years, taking over for Ted Thompson, certainly made some splashes in free agency a couple of years ago with Adrian Amos um, and then uh, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner um, struck out a little bit the year before that with Jimmy Graham didn't work out quite as well in green Bay has had some really good draft picks, including Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, Elton Jenkins, Rashawn Gary seems like he's coming around a little bit more. Um, and we already talked about this year's draft. If you go back to 2018 outside, to Jair Alexander. And I guess Marquez Valdez-Scantling can be put in a, in a category of a successful draft pick when you're picking a receiver in the fifth round. But there's been some misses as well. How do you evaluate Brian Gutekunst through his first few seasons as NFL GM so far? Look, I think he's done a good job. He got to the final four. Um, it's it's hard to get there. And it, um, it, it hasn't been perfect. And look, you know, Degora, Dylan, like those are grades of incomplete. Like, you know, they're, you know, got a long way to go to see how they turned out um but look some of those younger guys have developed you know you gotta give them credit for tanyan and lazard and so like to me even though some of these picks you know i wouldn't say they haven't worked out i would just say that we just have don't have enough information and now it's about moving the story forward like the big challenge is how do you keep aaron jones and you know they have some really big decisions i i thought retaining uh bakhtiari was really important. You know, his injury obviously is incredibly unfortunate, but um, sometimes I think from a GM perspective, you don't get the credit about um, for the players you retain. And he, to his credit, like he's done a good job of that. 
Yeah, getting Kenny Clark back as well as David Bakhtiari, two really big in-season signings. And I think I think you bring up a great point there. If any team in the offseason had signed both Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, it's on the front page of you know ESPN and every other news outlet that some team just got one of the best defensive tackles and best offensive tackle in all of football. Because you re-sign your own guys, you don't get that same level of publicity always. But it's still a major piece of keeping your team together. And Brian Gutekunst has done a great job of that. But you, you bring up a great point with Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, to a lesser extent, Mercedes Lewis. Um, they've got some restricted free agents like Bobby Tunyon. Um, you know, Alan Lazard's an exclusive rights guy, so that should be Brian Gutekunst's easiest decision of the offseason. Um, but what does Green Bay have to do to kind of maybe take that next step and get over the hump and maybe get through that NFC Championship game, which, as you appropriately mentioned, it's, it's not exactly easy to do? Yeah, I, really more the same. I, I would really look at adding – Another higher quality offensive lineman, you know, Billy Turner's played well, but, you know, the depth obviously has been a huge challenge there. Um, it's one for sure. And then, um, you know, when you look at like their front seven, trying to add another pressure player, um, obviously Kevin King showed he wasn't good enough. So another corner. So like to me, that's where I would start. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that cornerback room needs a little bit of a makeover. Both Kevin King and Shannon Sullivan were able to be targeted with relative ease by Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game. You've got a shutdown guy in Jair Alexander on the other side. I think if you can upgrade a little bit at that corner position, it doesn't need to be a ton, but if you can upgrade over King and Sullivan, that's going to give you a great opportunity on the back end. Mike, before we get you out of here, uh, just a couple really quick questions. I'd be remiss not to ask you about Ted Thompson with his current passing. You mentioned you obviously made that trade for Brett Favre. Um, where, how did you, you know, view Ted Thompson in the scouting community, in the NFL community, and um, what can you kind of share about his career in the NFL? Yeah, what a gentle soul. Like Ted was, uh, I always admired his, you know, demeanor. Um, so calm, such a professional, um, really a special guy. Um, and we were in, you know, a tough situation with the Favre Rogers thing, and he handled it with like great professionalism. Totally understood where he was coming from. We were able to get that done, which was, you know, incredibly hard, just given all the eyeballs of, you know, the New York market, and obviously dealing at the time with a Hall of Famer and Brett Favre, and you know, the uncertainty of an unknown guy, and ironically, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it's, you know, he he influenced so many people. Uh, in his career. And um, it's just, it's very sad. And uh, um, I'm happy to pay tribute to him. And um, he treated me and so, countless others with, you know, a lot of respect. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate your time so incredibly much today, Mike. Uh, before we get out of here, can you kind of let us know a little bit more about the 33rd team and where we can kind of follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to the 33rd Com. It's a real passion of mine, which is it's a, a consortium of uh, former head coaches and GMs. And we just literally follow the news of the week. So we may talk about Carson Wentz's contract or a clock management issue. Um, and then we uh, have a, a lot of grad students who are way smarter than me uh, weigh in and do some incredible research for us. And um, it's been uh, been great. And uh, it's we try to put out work that people find to be interesting, thought provoking, differentiated, and uh, appreciate you asking 33rdteam.com. Yeah, you bet. And you can follow it on Twitter at the 33rd team FB. You can follow Mike at real Tenenbaum. Uh, Mike, this has been fantastic. I appreciate your time. I just followed the 33rd team and I've been enjoying the insights. So uh, for those listening, make sure to check that out. Uh, Mike, appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy your off season. Enjoy the senior bowl and super bowl. And I uh, hope everything is uh, great for you moving forward. 
Thank you. Appreciate you having me. When you go to the website, you can sign up for our free newsletter. We put it out about four days a week and it comes to your inbox. It's totally free and hopefully you find it to be, uh, you know, interesting, uh, some interesting takes on the NFL. I'm sure our listeners will greatly enjoy that. Mike, thanks for the time and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Mike Tannenbaum. I know I certainly did. Appreciate him taking some time out of his day to do that. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter, again, at Mike Tannenbaum. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. You can follow me at Andy Herman NFL. That does it for our show today. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts if you haven't already. And if you haven't checked out the YouTube episode, uh, every day I am posting a new YouTube episode that posts every single morning, 365 days a year, just like the audio version. Uh, so make sure to check that out if you haven't already as well. Until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.